Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Hey guys, welcome back. Today's episode is awesome, and I won't talk too long before we get into that, but I want to give a couple announcements and mention a couple things. And the first of those is just how truly grateful I am for every single one of you listening. I've been getting so many nice emails and tweets and messages about the pod and how it's been impacting you guys. And it means the world to me to hear that I've been accompanying you on your commutes and your drives and your walks and while you're doing laundry. And it just means the world to me because I love listening to podcasts and audiobooks and music and it makes me so happy that you've chosen to put me in your earbuds or in your car stereo, right? It just really, really lights me up. So thank you. And if you want to support the show and make sure I can keep pumping out these episodes, um, you know the drill. There's a couple ways you can do that. The best way is to tell a friend. The more people we can get listening to the show, the more people we get living their life in this way, and that's awesome. So the other way is to donate to the show if you feel that you want to show a little value to something that you've gotten value from. There's a link in the show notes of this episode, and there's a link on my website, thewellnesswonderland.com, to donate. And you can donate in any amount, um, but it's cool the way I have it set up. If you donate each amount, you get a little different swag. So if you give a certain amount, you'll get a tweet from me. You'll get to have a suggest a guest on the show or you'll get to have even a free session with me, which would be super cool. So yeah, might be something you're into. And it helps keep the lights on here in Wonderland and allows me to produce more content more frequently. And I would just, I'd love that if you wanted to help in that way. But, you know, above all, telling a friend is awesome. So today's episode, yeah, it's a great one. It's Thanksgiving week, so happy Thanksgiving if you're here in America. I know a lot of you are not, and today's guest actually is a Canadian. It's my friend and mentor, Natalie McNeil, and I'll let you hear all about her and her story from her in today's episode. But just to bring you up to the present, since we recorded this back in May, Natalie and I have become great friends, actually. And I went to visit her two weeks ago in Canada, and it was a blast. It's so awesome connecting with people in person that you've been following for a while online because you already know so much about them that it's it's pretty groovy to connect and pick up like you've been friends forever. So that was really cool. She's an awesome person. She has so much savvy business advice as an entrepreneur and also just life advice. She's a great person and you'll 
you'll get to know that and you'll get to love her as much as I do in today's episode. But we don't talk about this in the episode, but she has this amazing online community for budding entrepreneurs. It's called the Conquer Club. And there's links to this in the show notes of this episode. But she's actually wrapping up week eight of this Conquer Summit. And it's this nine-week summit where she's been interviewing the most awesome people. It's completely free and it's all online so you can do it from anywhere. But um, she's had on people that I've known about like Wellness Wonderland radio guests like Latham Thomas and then some other people that I didn't know that I know now and I love like Nisha Moodley if some of you probably know her and a bunch of other people who are just really cool peeps. And the finale episode is coming up and it's like groundbreaking because she's actually going to blow a Guinness world record for the largest online business seminar. And when you hear like online business seminar, that's like, whoa, that sounds intense. But actually, it's like not your average business seminar. This is Natalie helping us plan our 2015 year in style. So I'm going to be there. I'm psyched about it. It's happening Wednesday, December 3rd, 7 p.m., all online. You can watch the replay too, but it'd be cool to be there in person. And it's, yeah, it's a celebration of the last night of the Conquer Summit. Um, So yeah, so the link to sign up through my link is in the show notes of this episode. So make sure to sign up there. And you'll be able to access all of the previous interviews, all the nine interactive interviews. They were all live streamed and she's like so cool. She has an Emmy and she has a studio and everything she does is of such great quality. Like each video is really nice quality and it comes with a interactive worksheet from whatever the guests talked about with actionables, which is super rad. So anyways, check that out if you dig Natalie in this episode definitely check that out. Um, Yeah, the link will be below in the show notes. Definitely visit the show notes. There's tweetables there. And yeah, if you guys are local, come hang out with me. If you live in the Detroit area, I'm speaking twice. I'm speaking on the 6th of December and also on the 7th of December. That's a Sunday at the Goddess on the Go event. And If you get your tickets, I've got a discount code for you. Just type in my name, Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at checkout, um, and you get $15 off of your ticket, which is cool. So, yeah, the links to all of that information about where to find me speaking will be in the show notes as well. So, yeah, got to go to those show notes, guys. Like, got to check them out. Sometimes I'm like, does anyone go to the show notes? I'm not sure. But I do them because I enjoy it. It's like me taking notes on the episode with what I learned. So I enjoy it. But I hope you read them too. Anyways, have a great week. Have a great Thanksgiving. And I will see you in two weeks with another episode. Enjoy Natalie and have an awesome day wherever you're listening. I'm grateful for you. And I hope that these episodes impact you positively and you can take that into your life as we end the year, go into the new year with grace, with ease, with pleasure, and with a whole lot of savvy business knowledge that you're going to get in this episode. 
Welcome back, everyone. I am super thrilled for today's episode because my mentor and huge inspiration, Natalie McNeil, is in Wonderland. Natalie is an Emmy award-winning media producer, best-selling author of She Takes on the World, a guide to being your own boss, working happy, and living on purpose. Adore that title, right? She's also the creator of SheTakesOnTheWorld.com, which is one of the top sites on the planet, not just in my site history, but on the planet for entrepreneurial women. And she has been recognized by Forbes as one of the top 10 websites for entrepreneurial women. And she's been featured in People Style Watch, The Wall Street Journal, CNN, Entrepreneur.com, Globe and Mail, Mashable, so much more. She's just everywhere. I admire her so much and I really admire her authenticity and her willingness to help people and to help entrepreneurs and specifically female entrepreneurs fearlessly sharing herself and helping others to have a life and a business that they love. So I personally relate to you so much, Natalie, and I know you travel a lot and you've been traveling a lot. So thank you for visiting Wonderland. Oh, I'm so excited to be in Wonderland. I just, I love you. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Oh, this is really fun. I, (laughs) it's so cool with the internet, you know, obviously it can bring so many people together, but I think especially in, you know, reading someone's words is is one thing. But I think when you watch their videos and you listen to their voice on a podcast, you can feel so much more connected to them. And it's it's really a groovy experience to talk to you, but um, I already feel like I know you and you're just what you absolutely <laughs> what you come off as. It's so true. I actually met with uh, another podcaster uh, as well, Jamie Tardy, today, and I had chatted with her so many times before online, and this was the first time we met in person, and I was trying to remember if we had even met in person a couple other times. I'm like, we must have, because I feel like I know you so well, and as soon as we saw each other and we embraced, and it was just... I mean, she feels like a really good friend and, you know, you can just dive into a conversation and feel like you, you know, this person that you've actually never connected with in, in the physical world before. It's just so crazy. And it's so powerful that we live in this time and, and can share with so many people and meet so many people that even 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to, like my business and what I do now would have pretty much been impossible 10 years ago, which is really, really strange and and awesome all at the same time. Like what we do just was not possible. It's crazy. 10 years ago, yes, we were were getting there. But beyond that, no. And, And that's a hugely powerful tool that we have. And it's great to connect with people like like you and your audience because of the internet. So And it's just changing so my fast. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what'll yeah. be available ten years from now? We'll probably be like touching or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So true. Um so speaking of that, you know, this is where I want to start is zooming the lens back to start with your journey to where you are. And I know um, you know, we can even incorporate travel into that because I know travel is a huge part of what brought you to this work. So I'd love for you to speak about, you know, your journey to building your business, making mindfulness part of your life and and also how that travel experience was such an eye-opening thing for you and important for your personal growth. Absolutely. So for me, travel really led me 
uh, down this path that I'm on today. And I think when we grow up in the school system, and you know, I think maybe you and a lot of your listeners can relate to this, but we're we're told to be a certain way. We're told to yep. to do things a certain way, and it really clouds our ability to hear our own inner voice. And for me, that inner voice was saying, entrepreneurship is for you. You've got to do this. Like, that's what you were meant to do. You've got to do this on your own. There's so much in store for you. You just need to listen to that. And I kept hearing that again and again. But at the same time, my, you know, high school guidance counselors and my teachers and even my family was saying, you know, you do really well in school. So why don't you go to law school or why don't you consider this? I feel like when when people are excelling in school, we tell them you should be a doctor, a lawyer, or an accountant. Or on the flip side of that, if people aren't excelling in school, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who have have dropped out of the you know regular school system. And and so when people are underperforming in school, we don't take those students aside and, and try to help them figure out what their purpose is. We say, well, you know, you're just not cut out for that university thing. You should maybe consider these career paths instead. Right. Um, and, and we have this way of sort of classifying and categorizing everyone and everything. And so I started to fall into more of that um, you should go to to law school (laughs) classification in high school. And, you know, for a while, I kind of thought that that's what I would do. And it wasn't until I was getting ready to graduate, I was really trying to figure out what I should do, if I should start my own business, or if I should just, you know, go to law school. And I decided to go to Europe. I had already traveled a little bit on my own, but this was going to be a bigger trip on my own. I just wanted to get away from everyone else's voices and opinions. I just wanted time and space to hear my own inner voice. And it was on a road trip through the Czech Republic, actually, that I was, I I love telling this just because it's still like, it it still gives me goosebumps. And I was just driving down the road, listening to David Guetta's The World Is Mine. I love that song so much more now because of the story. (laughs) It's so, it's so great. It's a great song. I mean, great song, very like, you know, energizing and I'm kind of like dancing and driving and there's nobody else on the road. And at the same time as I'm listening to this song, I drive by this giant globe and I have a picture of it um, that you've probably seen in my book. And it's like a two story high globe statue that says the world is yours. And I was just like, no way. (laughs) So I pulled over and I just sort of sat there honoring that moment. And, you know, I, I can't remember my inner voice ever yelling at me (laughs) quite that loudly, at least not at that point in my life. I'd never been so clear on anything in my life. In that moment, I just knew I had to start my own business. I knew, you know, that was the the biggest sign (laughs) the universe could give me just plopped right down in front of me. And I just... That moment changed everything for me. And that sounds crazy to some people, maybe not to your listeners, but I just knew in that moment that that is the path I was going to move forward with and that I was going to go home. And when I graduated, I was going to do my own thing and start a business doing something I was really 
excited to dive into. And that's really the path that has led me to, to where I am today and to all those other things that have, have happened since that moment that you, you know, some of which you mentioned in the introduction for our interview today. So you've just got to listen to to what your life is is telling you and to be open to that guidance. And it's not always comfortable or easy to follow that path and to just just listen to what your inner guidance is telling you, but it's always worth it. And I, I don't regret it at all. It's just been the most crazy, amazing adventure that I've been on since then. Mm, I love that so much. And it's so powerful to hear that because so many people might have those synchronicities, those, those amazing things like that you just spoke about, you know, they're not only available to all of us, but they're happening to all of us. We just have to be aware enough to look, right, and to notice, notice. Yeah, and, and let me tell our listeners, too, I mean, sometimes it's the tiniest whispers that can lead to the most profound yes. shifts in your life. And you don't need a huge sign. I, I got this huge sign <laughs> that was, you know, right on my path. And that's not the way it always happens. And You have to pay attention to all the little signs and all the guidance that you're being given all the time. It's always happening and available to you moment to moment. It's just tuning in and, and listening. I feel like the more you listen, when you listen to those tiny whispers, sometimes they'll snowball into, into much bigger things, but you need to start by listening. And when you feel intuitively like you're supposed to do something or, or you feel like maybe what you're doing right now isn't what you're meant to be doing, just at least start to explore that and to honor that guidance that you're being given in some way. It doesn't mean you have to make a radical shift right away, but just honor the tiny whispers because, you know, those those will just keep getting louder and louder if you, if you ignore them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a, a big thing, you know, for people to, what I love that we're talking about this is that you saw that there was another way. There's another way than going the full-time job with the benefits and the, you know, what... All that good stuff. Right, yeah. right. With, the, um, <laughs> with, you know, and I think it's a generational thing, too, because like we were saying at the beginning of the caller, I don't even know if we were recording then, or yeah, we were, but when this stuff didn't exist, like, yes, entrepreneurship existed for our parents' generation, but not in the way that it does now, like, not what Natalie does, you know, when they were kids, like... Her, your career didn't exist. So, of course, it wasn't something that, you know, was – we have to kind of cut them a break and saying that, like, of course, that talking about what you do today as a career option for you when you were six years old wasn't something that your parents were doing because it didn't exist. So I think that's really powerful that you at that time said, okay, there is another way. There's going to be fear. There's going to be stress. But – I'm going to do it anyways because I'm intuitively filled up by this and this intuitively Absolutely. feels good. Yes. And you know what? It's, you know, you, you talk about when I was six years old that what I, what I do now didn't even exist. Someone couldn't have told me, you're going to grow up and, you know, do this and this and this. But I've got to tell you this fantastic story. So yeah. When I was six years old, and you just pulled the six years, <laughs> years funny, old, yeah. um, there was a, a gentleman who lived across the street from me named Kevin. 
And he was the first person I knew that had the internet, that got the internet. He was the first person I knew that had a computer in his home. And he would take me over after school because I was a very curious child. I loved having really deep conversations with adults. And he took me over to his house one day and he was like, I want to show you something. And I knew that he had the computer and he would open, um, it was one of the really old school, like Apple uh, computers. And he would open the um, paint program that they had on it. And I loved just like, I loved just drawing in on it. And it just made me so, so happy. And he was like, I'm going to show you something really cool. And I was like, oh, you're going to open the the paint program for me. He's like, no, 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 no. This is something different. And it's called the internet. Oh my God. And I remember feeling something in that moment. And, you know, he, so he opened it up for me. He opened up his browser. I don't even think we had Netscape Navigator yet as a, as a browser. It was something completely different. And he, he said to me, this is the internet and it is going to be so powerful. And one day, this is going to be your life. This is your wow. future. Where is and this in guy? That moment, Does he know what, I, what you do he, now? I actually ran into his wife very recently, and I was telling her this. I was like, you've got Aww. to tell Kevin that, you know, I – but even at that time, I just felt – I remember feeling something. I remember feeling the, yeah. the power of that and feeling like this is my future. Like this is – it just resonated with me on like such a, a deep soul level. Totally. Um, and I'll never I'll never forget it. And, you know, I, I was telling his wife this story too. I was like, Kevin's the one who showed me the internet yeah. and he told me it was going to be my future. And I'll never forget it because – I'll never forget how I felt in that moment. Wow. And uh, and yeah, these kinds of careers didn't even exist then. But you, I don't know, you just feel those like, little inklings sometimes. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sure you've all, everyone listening has, has felt that before where something just really resonates for oh, you or you get sure. those goosebumps, those like warm, fuzzy feelings. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny for me. It's, it's kind of been the same thing. And you bring up a... Um, that makes me think of a story in my life like and I've said this you know before to the listeners like in in college I studied broadcast journalism and I thought I wanted to you know be a tv news reporter but what I realized was you know I really only wanted to talk about topics that I liked and and interview people on things that inspired me and so but to do that I had to take a lot of radio classes and I was like oh I just want to get to the tv classes come on but it's actually (laughs) been very beneficial and um, I never you know podcasts didn't exist when I started school so you know it's just it's interesting to, to see that and I remember too I'm probably like dating myself now but like um in in elementary school and I was in like first grade we'd get taken to the special room that had like six computers in them and they were like huge. yes yeah, yeah, and we like go in there. We play um, kid picks. Did you guys have that? Oh my goodness, yes. I think that's what it was called. But I remember going oh. home and like telling my mom, like someday you're gonna be able to watch TV on this thing called the computer, and I'm gonna be on TV on the computer. And I remember her being like, "Are you sure, honey? Like, I don't know." But like, here we are. I was right. Isn't it amazing though that yeah. we had we had that when we were children? Like, yeah. you just have those little fleeting moments of of feeling something like you feel that connection to it even though I mean you didn't know 
right. how it was going to turn out or what it was going to be like in 20 years or exactly. 25 years. But, oh, it's just, it gives me gives me goosebumps. It really does. And it's, it's really cool to go back to, you know, talking about us as children because someone I know, Natalie, that, that you know and respect and have interviewed and in, in past Wellness Wonderland radio guest, Latham, Latham Thomas, always yes. says that um, – you know, kids come in fully formed. Like they know a lot more than we do and they're a lot closer to God, the universe, than than we are because they haven't picked up a lot of this gunk that we have to kind of expel. So, you know, those intuitive hits that we had as kids aren't to be ignored. And um, it's kind of a good lead in, you know, to my next question. But um, what I wanted to to talk to you about is like those kind of things we pick up like a limp brush, which is that fear over time. And, And you say, you know, one of your great lines is the best way to have your dream job is to create it. And with that, there's so much fear around entrepreneurship that that we're we've kind of been alluding to. But, you know, I'd love to and a lot of that comes from outside influences, especially, you know, when you're younger, your parents and your, um, yeah, really your parents, lots of other things, but they, I think our parents, you know, first they want us to be safe and then they want us to be happy because they love us so much and, Mm -hmm. um, or whatever situation you're in, you know, do you have that kickback? So I'd love to talk about, um, some of your top tips for handling all of the fears, whether it's that or other things that come around starting your own business. Yeah, and there are so many, like you mentioned. And I think, you know, a lot of people that I speak to who maybe felt a calling to do something on their own or they had this idea or this this gut feeling that they, they, they needed to try something or they needed to pursue this idea. The family situation or the opinions of others is always one of the the top things that hold people back. Mm -hmm. We hate being judged by other people. We hate when our life choices are judged by other people. We all want to feel seen and heard and accepted. We want our ideas to be accepted, especially by the people that we love. And when I was starting my business, I think one of the hardest things was having other people question what I was doing because growing up, I always was, you know, top of my class. I always excelled. And that came with a lot of expectations from other people on what I should do and opinions about what I should be doing. And so when I started my business, there were so many people who judged that and would tell me that I was too young or I didn't have the the money that it was going to take to grow a, a business. I needed more capital or that I was you know, wasting my life because I would have done such a, a great job as a lawyer. I would have done so well in law school or I could have been a doctor, but instead I was going to waste time like doing my own thing. And what really hurt me the most though was people not even taking time to understand what I do because like you and I have been talking about it, it, it is really new. Yes. And especially for people like my grandparents who just couldn't really, and not to, I'm not blaming them at all. I I love them dearly. They, they just didn't know. They don't, Mm -hmm. they still don't really know. And to have any sort of judgment passed on what I was doing, I would get very, very defensive. Um, And finally, one day I just, um, I knew that I had to let it go. I knew that it was going to hold me back. And it really was a very, a very sudden 
um, very sudden decision to just let it all go. It was, I think, one day during a, a meditation that I was in that I was like, I'm really, I just saw almost like clouds in my world, all of these people and their opinions and how that was holding me back from really shining my brightest light on the world. And finally one day I was like, you know what, I just have to have to let it all go. I've got to I've got to release all of these people who are judging me. I've got to follow my own path, follow my own heart. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do is just listen to your own inner voice, follow your heart knowing that you're still going to get criticized. You're still going to have people question what you're doing. Sometimes you're going to love those people so much and not having their support is going to really, really hurt and you have to do it anyway. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs are are in that boat. And the other thing I hear from a lot of people who maybe want to start a business, but they they haven't done it yet or they haven't turned that idea into something viable or even move forward <laughs> with trying to turn that idea into something at all. It's because they think it's too hard or they tell themselves, I don't know how to do that. Like no one in my family has started a business before. Mm. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to set everything up. It sounds really complicated. And so it's very easy to talk ourselves out of things. And but they have what you. I encourage, <laughs> yeah, like I encourage you to talk yourself into it <laughs> because really I, I had no idea what I was doing when I first started out. Um, I have really been getting the hang of it recently, (laughs) but it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years since I started my first business and it takes a while. It takes a while to build traction and to build an audience. And especially in the last one to two years, we've had a lot of growth and People have said, oh, this is amazing that you've like been able to create all of this so quickly. Like, Can you help me turn my blog into a business or can you help me grow my business? And a lot of people, when I tell them that I started my first business 10 years ago now, they're shocked because they're like, what? I've only heard about you, though, in the last six months. Or maybe you have a bunch of listeners listening right now never heard of me before and I've been doing this for 10 years <laughs> and that's that's okay it takes time and you really have to be in it for the long haul and it's it's one step at a time and you really have to enjoy the journey as cliche yeah. as that sounds and I think that's what I've learned the most in the last year or so is just that patience I'm a lot more patient now and I accept that it's all part of a bigger plan and sometimes things don't happen the way I want them to happen or they're not happening as quickly as I would like them to happen but I know that I know that it's all happening for a reason and that you know every day I'm just surrendering and saying you know what will you from A Course in Miracles which I know you are a student of as well you know what will you have me do today like how can I be of service today and just always surrendering what I'm here to do and remembering that ultimately I'm here to be of service and and I am just following my guidance that I'm receiving and and taking things as they come I'm not trying to force things anymore or try to always control every little situation because you just stress yourself out so much (laughs) trying to hold on to control and it's just not worth it. So it's been a really big shift for me in the last, especially I'd say two years. That's been a really big one. Just letting go of 
the need to control everything and the attachment to the results. And I think uh, Deepak Chopra in the seven spiritual laws of success, which is a fantastic book. If anyone hasn't read it yet, especially when you're figuring out what you want to be doing and, and what your purpose is, and maybe even whether you want to start a business, I think he has some great advice for entrepreneurs as well. And this whole law of detachment and just releasing the, the outcome. And it doesn't mean that you don't have goals. It doesn't mean that you don't have those deep rooted desires and things that you really want. It just means that you are detaching yourself from that end result and not trying to control it. Sometimes things turn out even better (laughs) than you could have planned for. And I I feel like that's where I'm at with my life right now. Five years ago, if you would have said in five years, you are going to be this and this and this and doing this and this and this, I would have been like, really? No, that's crazy. Um, And sometimes you just have to surrender and trust that there's a, a bigger plan that you don't even know about. Totally. And I want to pick up on a couple of things that that you said there. But one of them is just, you know, we dream in a fraction of what's capable for us, right? And so that just totally that picks that <laughs> picks up on that for sure. And then, you know, the the other piece you mentioned about it being about the journey and um, you know, as our dear Danielle Laporte says, you know, it's you may get the goal in mind, but still feel kind of like eh, uninspired. And so it's really mm-hmm. about you might as well just enjoy the journey. And there's no such thing as an overnight success. Like today, I just Instagrammed this. You'll love this, Natalie. But I Instagrammed this thing that said, Oprah wasn't built in a day, <laughs> which is, yeah. is so true. You know, it can seem like Natalie just like came from – out of nowhere and now she's like huge and amazing and everywhere and awesome (laughs) but she just told us here that like it's taken her 10 years you know so um I don't know about you listener but that's inspiring to me so and and there's gonna be you know 20 years from now I'm gonna be like oh you know this I I finally feel like I'm I'm getting this whole thing like it's been 30 years but but it's totally rocking like this is where I want to be and every year does just keep getting better and better and we have a more solid foundation every year and now I have a team as well and that's been another big thing once you get to a certain point and you can be bringing on other people to help you. You can hire other people to help you. You can bring other people into that mission to support that mission that you have. That all really helps too. And so when people are just starting out and they're all by themselves, like there's only so many things that you can personally do in a day. And now we're able to do a lot more because it's a it's a team. It's not just me. And that's really important too. So things keep getting better and they keep moving in the right direction and like I said I'm just learning to enjoy the the journey a little bit more and I'm just practicing patience (laughs) every opportunity I can get and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that because I do think we are a very impatient generation and I think that we are are so wired to expect that instant gratification Um, And that's just not how it is when you are talking about a a higher purpose for your whole life. (laughs) You have to practice some patience there. It's all happening as it should. And I I always say that you're always where you need to be. Mm. And where you need to be isn't always where you want to be. And that's okay because you're learning very important lessons that are going to take you to the next place you need to go. So just remember that you're always where you need to be. Mm, 
so good. I, I just recently interviewed Nancy Levin, the, the last interview I did, and she has this great quote that says, enjoy the space between no longer and not yet. And I think that that's so beautiful like, and goes off of what you said is the place that you need to be might not be where you want to be because, you know, it's very easy to – and I, I'm going to just speak for myself right now. You know, as I'm building my business, I so want to be like, oh, you know, I want to be – like have a business like Natalie's yesterday, but it's like, no, like my, might as well enjoy this like small, humble beginnings time where I didn't really know what was happening. It was kind of weird and funky, but like this is really cool too, <laughs> you know? So um, so it's just really, you know, goes back to that, that line that's such a cliche now, but it's just so true. Like who cares that it's a cliche? Enjoy the journey. It's just, it's yeah. so spot on. Um, yeah, and, and I mean – Every step along that, it, it really does prepare you. And it's not until, like Steve Jobs always talked about how you always can only connect yes. the dots when you Such look back. Quote. Right? Yeah. And yep. it's so true because I see all these little things now that I didn't even know that She Takes on the World was going to be a business. I mean, when right. I started She Takes on the World, it was just a little personal blog that the seed of inspiration for was planted in that moment when I saw that big globe that said, the world is yours. And it was maybe a week or two later that I woke up in the middle of the night with this, I had this dream about She Takes on the World. And hmm. I wrote it, I had my Blackberry at the time, and I often um, in the middle of the night will just jot notes down on my phone. If I ever have something where I'm like, wow, that's really good or I'm having a really cool dream, I always write it down because you'll never remember it in the morning if you don't. And so I had written this down, this she takes on the world thing, a couple weeks after that, that big sign. And I didn't even first thing in the morning remember. And it wasn't until a couple hours into my day, I think I had finally got some food in me and my energy levels were up. And I was like, did something happen last night? Did I like have an idea or something? I kind of remember waking up and I opened up my, my little notebook that I always, it's like the first thing I do before I go to bed is I open my little notebook app on my phone and just leave it there. So if I wake up, I can just jot down oh, a few that's things. So and, smart. and I opened it up and I was like, she takes on the world. Yeah, that's what I woke up for. That's the dream I was having. And, you know, I ended up just getting that domain name. And I yeah just started blogging. It was like a little blog when I don't even know if the blogger platform still exists now, but it was on blogger.com, those like blogspot domains. And I just started writing about building my other business and traveling and graduating from university and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't know it was going to be a business, but you listen to those little whispers and to that, that calling and it it pulls you it really does and looking back now I can see where all the dots connected and where certain opportunities led to other bigger opportunities that led to being able to turn she takes on the world into a business and it is really freaking cool to look back and yeah. see some of the things that have happened that have led me to where I am today and I, I think it's important that you connect those dots and you look at how things have, have panned out, maybe in ways that you didn't really expect. Yeah. So, yeah, <sighs> it's funny that 
That quote, Natalie, that Steve Jobs quote, comes up literally every podcast that I do because I usually say it because the way I format this show is looking back over, you know, this really successful person like yourself's life and connecting those dots and seeing how they got from point A to point B to point C, which in the moment they had no idea was moving them in the direction of their dreams, but they just were like awake in a dream saying yes. And and yes. that's what you did. This, this idea came to you in a dream. I've never heard that part of the story. And that was, that was super cool to hear. And so I think honestly, though, it's a big reflection of your openness to receive all this guidance. So I would love to know, and I've never heard you speak about this publicly before, but like clearly spirituality and mindfulness and meditation um, are a part of your life and listening to your intuition. So was that a part of your life when you were on that trip where you got that guidance or when did it really become part of your life and how did you find um, that part of the inner work that you do? Yeah, that's a, a great question, Katie, because I, I've actually been working on a new book and so I, I go a little bit deeper into um, all of this because I, I don't usually talk about it too much because I feel like She Takes on the World has a certain brand voice and now I'm creating this other brand and, and rebuilding my personal brand, which will include more of the, the spirituality and I think the first time I, for a while, I was more disconnected from it. Um, I feel like that sometimes happens after we are our children. We start to get all those clouds in the way, and then it's our job to kind of remove them all and, and you know, reconnect to that light that we all have access to all the time. And the first time I actually ever remember meditating. I was very, very sick in the hospital um, as a child. And uh, I feel like that's the first time I would spend time with people during the day and my family would be there. But then at night I had to be there um, by myself. And that's when I would like call on, on guidance and just ask to be like supported and surrounded. And it was really like looking back now I didn't I didn't know at the time that it was meditation that I was doing or what I was really doing but I felt so called to do it and I was quite a few years uh later and when was maybe about 10 years ago now um so when I was just starting to maybe figure out if I wanted to pursue business and stuff full-time it may have been just I've had my business for 10 years, so it may have been about 12 years ago, I was on this trip to Asia. And I just remember being at a, I was at these like temples and stuff. And there was this one monk there and he was just so happy. And um, it just looked so peaceful. And he invited me to sit down and try it. And I hadn't actually sat down with the intention of meditating um, at that point. And so I sat down and I didn't last for very long, quite honestly. I mean, now I, I can sit in meditation <laughs> for quite a long time. And I often do, especially when I'm making big decisions. And at that time, it was just, you know, a minute. And I just didn't have the patience to sit longer than that. And that's okay. He was like, it's okay. Like, you keep keep trying, keep trying, and you'll, you know, be able to go for longer because he'll, you know, sit in meditation most of the day. But it, it was just when I got down on that mat and I closed my eyes and it was only for a minute. It was an immediate feeling of like, of being home, that feeling you get when you go home after a long trip 
or after a long day at work and you just get home and you're like, ah, I'm home. That's yeah. what it felt like in that moment. And I wanted it. I wanted that, that moment and that feeling to last. And so that's when I started sitting again and I'd get up in the morning and I'd, I'd sit on my yoga mat and that's when it all started happening again. That's when I started feeling connected again. I, I started A Course in Miracles around that time, like very shortly after I started connecting to more of my, my spiritual teachers. And, and then I was also starting my business too. And I, I feel like in the business world, it was always interesting because and even now it's taken me a long time to realize that I do want to have a personal brand where I, I incorporate all of that. It's very important to me. I have a lot of meditations I want to share, a lot of tools I want to share. I've done a lot of, um, I've done uh, Meridian Energy Therapy training and I've done my EFT um, courses and all that. And it, it's something I, I feel very strongly about and want to incorporate more in my work. And I think in the being in the business world and being a young woman starting this this company, I also felt like I had to, for a while, be someone that I'm not um, because I wanted to get respect from people. I wanted to show people that, you know, I could be taken seriously. And so for a long time, I kind of, I kept those worlds very separate. And of course you can't do that. <laughs> and eventually they do collide and, and you have one world and one life and it, it all, it's all one, whether you look at it that way or not. And so I'm at a point where I don't want to compartmentalize things anymore. Um, and so for me, it was, yeah, like that slow um, awakening. And then in the last few years, I've done some some trips, including to Bali and worked with a lot of spiritual healers, um, both in Bali and in Peru, and had these like beautiful uh, experiences that have really translated into helping me a lot in my business as well. So I think it's really um, important that you you listen to the guidance you're getting. And I guess that my biggest takeaway, I know I've been talking <laughs> now and I went on a very long tangent here, but I think what you you need to do in terms of actionable advice here is that when you do hear that, maybe you're listening and you have had a business idea before or there is that there is that whisper or those little signs that you've got and you feel like, hmm, maybe I should do this or maybe this would be the right decision. Or even though people tell me I shouldn't do this, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. And everyone's getting those those little whispers and that guidance. And it's really important that you act upon it in some way. Because when you start acting upon it, that's when it gets a lot more clear. And it's not, like I said before, it's not the big signs. It's paying attention to those really small things and then just acting on it. And intuition is, I mean, everyone has intuition. Everyone has the power to tap into that. And sometimes you feel it in goosebumps. You know, you'll get goosebumps when you hear something or you think about something or you you feel it in your body. When you're making a decision, next time you're making a decision, think about, close your eyes and think about how how it, it feels to make that one decision and then how you think it feels to make the other. And usually I know for me, I'll get that sort of that happy feeling when it's going to be the right decision or that I feel it in my stomach. And some of you can probably relate to this. If it, if it's not a good decision or you probably shouldn't do it, you'll like feel it in the gut. It's a, 
that's why they call it a gut feeling. It's like all in the in the stomach. Yeah. And so it, it's about listening to that. Another um, great meditation, I forget where I had first heard this from. There was a, it was either a philosopher or a business person. Someone was talking about how when they have to make a decision, they think about the decision as food and eating it. So they mm. visualize the decision as, as a piece of food and then they eat it <laughs> in their visualization and they determine which food makes them happier, which food agrees with them better. And they mm. just have this like visualization of eating the decision. That's interesting. And, and which one goes down better. And so recently, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So I've done that for a few decisions uh, recently and it's it's kind of awesome. So just, you know, make sure that you're always, you're listening and you're you're doing those visualizations and you're really thinking things through and doing the thing that feels right for you. If it doesn't yeah. feel good, if you feel like, you know, going into your job every day is sucking the life out of you and the energy and the, the the light, if it's blocking your light, if you feel like every day you're getting up and there's no excitement there and it's just dread to have to go into work, you need to think about what it is you can do next to get yourself out of that situation, who you can connect with, surrounding yourself with a great support system um, of people who are going to raise you up and, yeah. and help you to tap into who you're meant to be and yeah. as you as you do that you'll unlock more and more of that of that guidance and eventually it's like a I know um, our friend Gabby Bernstein says all the time that you know she meditates constantly meditation is a you meditate all day long you know right. it's not something that you go and you sit on a mat for and you do for just 10 minutes it it's about listening all day long and and being connected to spirit all day yeah. long. And I think that's really important. Totally. And I think being of service um, is a sense of meditation. And that's what you do in your Absolutely. business. And I think that just shows through so much in what you do, Natalie. And I want to I want to say that, you know, on the call that, you know, it, you. it shows that you're such a kind and generous person with what you share you've personally mentored me so much and so I'd love if you could um, talk about that mentoring relationship and why you've devoted yourself and so much of your time to see the growth of others and maybe your advice for finding mentors and being a good mentor yourself because um, I think that's really important for people to learn and before you answer that I have to tell you I was like cyber stalking you to prepare for our interview <laughs> and I watched this amazing video of you um speaking I think at your college um or your university and um or maybe it was to a high school I'm not sure but anyways these girls these young girls were asking you these like amazing questions and you were so kind to them and you know asking you things everything from bullying to business and you know all sorts of things writing a book whatever but I don't even just, know what uh, what this one is was this on YouTube yeah it was on YouTube and you were so kind and like gave them like hey talk to me after and just anyways you were so kind so I would love to, for you to talk about you know why why you did that and why you gave your time and and how you connect with your mentors and when you were starting out how you found mentors and just that relationship. Yeah, I mean, mentors are so important. And at the same time, people are like, yes, I know they're important, but how do you find them? And 
you know, just like you were saying, I, I don't know where you saw this video. I don't even know if I've seen it. <laughs> but there are a no, lot of times silly. when, you know, I'll speak to groups of, of young girls and they'll say, I've been I've been working on a book. Like, can you help me with my um, with my book? And I'm like, what? You're 16 and you're writing a book. Like, of course, I'm going to help you. That's amazing. Or, you know, they'll have an yeah, issue with a, a bully or, or someone yeah. and I'll talk to them privately after. I'll give them my personal phone number and my email address and uh-huh. I'll tell them, like, no matter what, like, if you have an issue, like, you call me. It's not um, it's, it's okay. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what time it is. Like you call me if there's ever anything that you really need to talk about with somebody. And it's important that we, we be the, the leader. I think, especially with the paths that we are on Katie, I think it's important that we all support each other and support other people who are really, really wanting to show up in the world like show up and shine really bright and and there's just there's either other people or there's there's those clouds in the way and I think it's really important that all of us in this community because I know that you have a lot of of fantastic listeners as well I think that's just our responsibility here um it's not something that um we can just ignore or say you know we don't have time or that we're too busy like these these people need us. And especially I look at these young girls as, you know, the next generation that are are needing that guidance because then they're going to be able to pass it on to that next generation. And they're going to be able to, to be their best selves and, and to grow into who they're meant to be on the planet. And I think today, especially we have a lot of issues in schools with bullying and all that. and, And people are, Uh, can be really mean. And I think there's a lot of, I've heard a lot of really heartbreaking stories and we've seen them on the news and all that. And that's why I just feel like mentoring the next generation and making time for, for those, those young people that really look up to us is just really important. um, And something that is our responsibility. So that's what I'll say about that one. But in terms of mentoring in general, I think that there's always people who are willing to help you on your journey. And mentoring is always a two-way street. It's never about you just, you know, asking for help from someone. I think there's yeah. always something that you can give. And there's relationships that I have with some of my mentors who, you know, they'll call me and ask me for a connection or they'll ask me for help with something on social media or ask me to look at one of the strategies that they're working on and give them input. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you want my input? And it's it goes back to recognizing that we all have something to give and we all have something to share and we're all always just learning from each other. And every person that we meet and come across can offer us lessons, but we can offer them lessons as well. And so I think it's important to not look at, at mentors as, you know, put them way up on a pedestal and, and see them as being so much yeah. further ahead than us and so much better than us. Cause it's just not, uh, that's such a good point too. And you have such a good yeah. video on that. We'll link that below. Yeah. And I, I think it's really important. And, and the only other thing I would say is just be mindful of people's time. I mean, some of my um, most valuable mentors are not people that I get to 
meet up with every Friday for lunch. Right. They're not people that I, you know, have a monthly coffee with and we go over my business. These are people who will give me time five minutes at a time. And that's okay because if you have the right questions, then that's usually all you need. So I've gotten into this habit of asking for mentorship like five minutes at a time and saying, I usually ask for five minutes or three questions. And I'll say, and I am, you know, I will talk to anybody. I will ask anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. So I've reached out to um, some really famous entrepreneurs uh, as well. And I've said, look, I just need five minutes of your time. That's all. I just have three questions. And when you get the opportunity to ask the three questions, don't don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> and that's one of the things I've heard from a lot of um my mentors is like, yeah, when I gave you those five minutes, you know, I was expecting the usual questions, but you asked me really um, impactful questions that I knew you just wanted to learn from my um, advice and my experiences, and I, I was happy to share. And usually that will turn into a coffee or that will turn into more than five minutes. So yeah. I always reach out to people and just ask for five minutes. It works like a charm. I love doing that. And just recognize that there's always something that you can give as well. Um, and that when you when you want to be of service to your mentors as well, um, it changes the whole relationship. And if you do that from the beginning, it really lays the groundwork for a very strong relationship, especially when you compare it to how that relationship would be if it was just you asking, asking, asking. Yeah. Um, there's there's so much that you have to give. It doesn't matter if somebody is a lot more experienced than you or has been working for a lot longer than you. None of that matters. There's always something that you can give and you can always approach it in that way. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of people kind of have that off of their mind and just like, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? And that's just so off. It's like any other relationship, right? You It builds over time and you want to get to know the person and, you know, you don't just jump into it. So I love that. I love that. And especially the five-minute thing. Super cool. So yeah. you have given us so much great advice. And now I want to get personal with you and ask my <laughs> signature question, which you already have a great video on this, but I would love to know your morning routine. Maybe you can share the first few things you do when you get up in the morning and how the, that affects the, how your, the rest of your day goes. Yeah, I think you have an opportunity to set the tone for your entire day, even before you open your eyes in the morning. Um, and so for me, that's usually, again, going back to A Course in Miracles, it's it's usually even before I open my eyes, like, what will you have me do today? Where will you have me go? You know, just surrendering that day. Um, I also like to write in a journal in the morning, and there's a fantastic journal, the five-minute journal. It's like a really quick little note that you write at the beginning of the day and end of the day, and so um, I do that. I do some yoga and just get moving, uh, and then I usually have my green juice, and um, after that, I, I usually sit in meditation for uh, a little bit depending on how I feel. Some days it's it's short, some days it's a lot longer. It just depends on, on how I'm feeling and what I'm doing. And then I'll usually have my breakfast and then start the day. So it's usually a solid hour of just 
me time and focusing on on the inner stuff and not worrying about you know diving into emails and all that i i do not like wake up and turn on my phone and check my emails right away um there are days if i'm if it's during a launch or something you know there's a couple weeks a year where Sometimes my morning routine will be quite honestly cut a little short and I'm up and I'm working with my team right away and and sometimes those couple weeks are different but for the majority of the time no matter where I am in the world or what I'm doing it's a technology free uh morning <laughs> and I I try not to even do emails until like early in the afternoon I really focus on what I need to get done first and that has has led me to do some really awesome things. So I think I'm going to stick with that routine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it works. I think it works well for now, but I think it's important to just move around and connect with yourself and journal and make sure that you're you're doing the work. I think there's so many of us that feel like we're called to help other people and we want to be doing work that is going to matter that's going to impact people's lives it's going to make a difference in the world and all of that starts with really getting clear on on what you need to be doing and working on yourself and healing yourself and when you do all that work that's when you can help other people that's when you can help other people to heal and i think we all want to help and be of service i hear that from so many people that I work with especially women entrepreneurs and to to change the world and to take on the world as I say first you have to take on your world. Yeah. And that starts every single morning. <laughs> yeah. Because there's always work we need to be doing and even those of us who have you know really deep spiritual practices and and things that we do rituals and we're we're at yoga or we're doing the meditation we're reading the books all of that we still like it's a it's an everyday day-to-day practice you never get to the point where you're just you know oh hey i don't have any more work to do there's always something we need to be working on (laughs) and we need to help ourselves before we can help others yeah you can't give what you don't have so i love that and yeah, something yeah. – my next question is about your evening routines and the last few things you do to wind down. But I know um, even yeah. before your it's evening kind of the routine, same. Yeah, and even, even before that, you know, something that I learned from you, which is transformational in my life, and you didn't touch on it in your morning routine because – it's not part of your morning routine, but it makes your day better, which is that you plan your days in the day before and you'll make yes. your to-do list the day before. So touching on that and how kind of your afternoons and evenings go so they're in that mindful way as well. Yeah, so usually um, in the evening there's a point where, you know, all devices and technology and all that is just is done. <laughs> Time to disconnect and reflect on the day. And again, I usually go back to my journal or, or do the five-minute journal and just reflect on the day a few things that went really well and that I'm grateful for and maybe something that didn't go so well that um, I just sort of surrender at that point. Um, I usually do a little bit of meditation again and I look at my intention for the next day and I plan that day. 
And yes, it's it's really important that you plan your day. And same with your week. Usually on um, Friday or on Saturday morning, I'll plan the following week um, just because it's good to start Monday knowing what your intention is already. Or it's good to start a brand new day already having those things that you know you need to do and having that really clear intention so that you're not waking up you're not just, you know, getting lost in emails before getting any real work done or really yeah. moving forward on your own um, goals. And then you already have that list of things you need to do. So then I think a lot of times people will get up and they'll jump on email. And I'm not sure if it was Brendan Richard or someone who said that email is always about what everybody else yes, needs. Yes, it's him. It's yeah. never about what you need. I and know. I love it's that. It's so, so true. You know, your inbox is full of you needing to get back to other people yep. and things that you need to do. And then they um, run your day. Other people. Exactly. And so people will get up in the morning first thing, be working on, on that, clearing their inboxes. And then in the afternoon, they're like, okay, what do I need to get done today? Because they didn't already plan their day. And then you know, by the time you know it, it's dinner time and, and you feel like you didn't get a lot done. Yeah. yeah. And then you feel like crap because you feel like you're not, you know, moving forward with what you really want to be doing. And so I also make sure that I work in non-negotiable blocks of time throughout the day. And usually these will be sometime in the evening. Um, and there's always things that I'm working on or studying that have nothing to do with my business. So um, right now I am doing French lessons. Um, I will do, you know, I'll take in a yoga class or something. Uh, I'll do, what are some other weird things that I've done? There's always something like strange and I've been traveling a lot too. So if I'm in a new place, I just want to like get out and explore and, and go and get lost in streets and look at art. And I get so much inspiration from that. So I want to make sure I've got done what I need to do and then I'll plan my next day and then I just turn off and then it's all about just me and what I want to do um, and making sure that I'm, I'm spending time connecting with myself and, and just having fun. I feel like fun gets lost <laughs> in a lot of, of what we do, especially when we are ambitious or we're working a lot or there's always so many things we need to do. Um, and then there's things you just have to do because you really want to do it and because it's fun and you need to always be making time for, for those things as well. So those usually fall in my evening routine as well. <laughs> Love that. So let's wrap up with some quick fire questions. The time literally just like flew by. I don't know where an hour went. I know. I could talk to you forever. I know. Well, <laughs> we, we, well you have to come back. You have to come back. It has to happen. That would be great. Okay. So, okay, quick fire. You ready? Yes. Favorite color? I, I just love colors. Purple? I love white, <laughs> but everyone always says, white's not a color. It can so. be a color. It can be a color. I love okay. white, too. White. Favorite day of the week? Sunday. Favorite hour of the day? These are supposed to be fast. I'm so <laughs> slow. <laughs> 10 a.m. Favorite vegetable? Cucumber. Favorite fruit? Green apple. Favorite go-to breakfast? Uh, Ezekiel cereal with blueberries and coconut shreds. Ooh, yum. 
What's yeah. the best thing, you, best meal you've eaten in, say, like the last week? Ooh, well, I was in uh, France last week, so oh, wow. <laughs> I had. There's a, a little restaurant in Paris called uh, Le Potager, and uh, it's a little vegan restaurant that does like traditional French food, wow. but as a vegan option. And I had the most divine like Provencal sauce with this vegan burger and this French quinoa with like Herb de Provence and it was just to die for. Whoa. I'm just not doing it justice there, but No, it sounds really good. <laughs> food in France is is the best. Wow, amazing. <laughs> um so you we talked a lot about trusting your gut and listening to your intuition for guidance. So when would you say in your current life, where are you when you hear your intuition the strongest? Running, especially on like trails and stuff when I'm like in nature, but anytime by the ocean, when I'm by the ocean and in the shower, mm. always in the shower. I have this awesome like chromotherapy lighting Ooh. massage jet Whoa. shower. And it's like, yeah, it's like a full um, chromotherapy lighting is that like super relaxing lighting. So you just turn on this uh, awesome like blue lights and then there's like this uh, rain uh, option. So it feels like you're in the rain with this beautiful like blue lighting. And I, I just, my boyfriend has to tell me to get out of the shower because I could sit there forever and just get all these ideas and, and think and reflect and meditate and yeah, I just, I love, I love that shower. Whoa, no wonder you were excited <laughs> to get home. Yeah, I've, I've been traveling so much. I, I yeah. haven't used it in a while. Yes, that will be one of the first things I do when I get home. That's so funny. I love that. Um, what would be your number one practical tip for staying organized and being able to show up fully for your life and be fully present? Few. Can I do a few things here? Totally. Just a few quick totally. things. So... I think, first of all, you have to organize yourself in a way that works for you. And I feel like everyone thinks that organization comes from an app. If you have the the latest and greatest productivity or organizational app that you've got your shit together. And I just find that that's not the case. And this year, um, people used to make fun of me for still having like a little notebook and day planner. And this year, I've gone back to that little day planner. Um, and I, I love it and it's where I can really, I, I feel more organized. I write little notes and it's sort of a combination of like day planning and journaling and fun quotes. And I, I always find little white feathers everywhere I go, like on my, on my path and at my feet. So I like stick all those in there as well. And it's just what works for me. So do what works for you. Um, I think the other thing when it comes to, um, organization and and productivity is just doing the thing first that you really don't want to be doing or that you really don't like. So once I'm done by, yeah, like once I'm done my morning routine, it's exactly what I do. Eat the frog done. Um, and I, I find that that is really, really helpful. And the other thing that I would say is just recognizing that you can, be a lot more productive and, and organized by spending more time doing nothing. And we live in this culture where it's really frowned upon if you're doing nothing. And 
there's a, a beautiful, you know, Buddhist concept of aimlessness and how, you know, you should go out and explore, not with a purpose, not, okay, I'm going to go out for a walk and this is the block that I'm going to walk or this is the path that I'm going to walk, but just go and, and observe everything around you and allow yourself to get lost and just spend a little more time doing nothing. And aimlessness doesn't mean that you don't have a purpose or that you're not being productive. It's actually quite the opposite. So yeah, those would be my little, I guess that's more productivity for those me are great. and that's, organization, that's but perfect. I think it's really important. Yeah, those are awesome. So what in your life are you doing that you're afraid of, but you're doing anyways? What's What's next for you and how are you challenging yourself? I... It's a great question. Everything's always a little scary when you do it. And the the big thing that I have coming up next is um, we're relaunching our Conquer Club. That's our flagship product that she takes on the World Inc. And we are doing something completely different that we've never done before, that hasn't really been done before, and it's really scary. And we're just going, we're going all in on that. Like we are... You know, I'm I'm betting the farm <laughs> on that one, as they say. And I'm so excited. And I just, oh, I'm so excited too. And I just feel like I feel so strongly that I just need to put everything into it. So it's a huge investment. Um, it's scary, and at the same time, I think going all in and all in, I mean, like energetically and financially, and and just all of that. Um, I think it's really powerful when you make that shift and say, you know what, I, I'm not just going to do this as a, this isn't just a hobby or this yeah. isn't something that I just want, you know, on the side. Like I want to go all in on this one thing because the, the calling that's there is just so strong and the, the, the gut feeling on it is just so strong. And I feel like that's what I need to do. And so, um, it's really scary. And at the same time, because I have that mentality of like all in, uh, I feel like, there's a lot of really neat things that are falling into place. And I think it's because of that, that shift in my mindset. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Mastin Kip has this great quote. That's like something like go all in on plan a, because plan B is an effing distraction, you know? And, <laughs> and that's, um, that's been powerful for me too. It's like, do you really want to do this? Like then yeah. make it and happen. And people do get really distracted, right? And there's so many excuses and there's so many little things that can get in the way. And I think ideas people too really struggle with this because there's always going to be a new idea. There's always going to be something else that's going to want to, you know, take up your your energy and take your focus off of that one thing that you really should be doing. And yeah, yeah. it's really powerful to just go all in. Totally. Totally. Um, next question. What superhero power would you have if you could have one for a day? Expanding time, which nice. I feel like I'm kind of doing right now. Yeah. I feel like I just have an infinite supply of time right now. <laughs> I love that you've got a great video about, you You know, we choose to be busy or not. It's a choice of how you want to feel about things. So I think that really exactly. That. And everything that you're doing in a course of a day, you're doing because you said yes to it and yeah. because you took that that on. That's your choice. So if, if you feel like you're too busy, if you feel like you don't have time to be doing the things that are calling you, and pulling at your heartstrings, then you need to really 
refocus. Exactly. And my friend Danielle Laporte says, um, a no thank you today leads to the right yes tomorrow. Mm. And I love that. I think that's God, she's good. really powerful. So yeah. Good. So yeah. say no thank you more often if something's just going to distract you or, or if it shouldn't be something that you're spending your time on. And I, I know that, that there's at least one thing on your plate right now <laughs> that you could probably say no to and free up some time for doing things that you really want to be working on. Yeah, I love that. What's your favorite city that you've traveled to? Oh, it's so hard. I've been to 80 countries now, wow. zero. Um, and so I've been to a lot of cities. Paris is one that I, I keep going back to again and again, um, just because I, I love the energy and the vibe there so much. I mean, there's just nothing like knowing that you are to sit in a cafe and to be at a table. There's some tables marked like Picasso worked here or like cool. Hemingway wrote here. Um that's just you don't get that in very many places like that yeah, creative energy that's, that's just cool. so powerful so I just I love that and then for meditation and, and really diving inwards I loved Ubud for that um, oh, there's just there's so many cities that I, I love and, and countries that I love um, loved Peru as well I loved being in, in Cusco um, close to uh, close to Machu Picchu and the Sacred Valley, which is a very special region uh, in Peru that I just, I loved and had so many great experiences. So, ah, there's so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll I stick to that. Paris, though. Paris is one of those places that I just, I love going back again and again. And there's always something, there's always something about it. It just totally, like, drives my creativity and, and flirts with my spirit. <laughs> mm. Ooh, that's a beautiful way to put it. I've never been. I you'll have to do we'll have to go. We'll do a retreat or something. Hey, come yeah, absolutely. I I go back every year, so you have an invitation. Oh, yes. Come visit me July twenty fifteen. I will be there. Or that June. sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be doing podcast number two there. Video okay, style. Let's, let's set that intention. That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, all <laughs> right. Three more quick ones and then my signature question. So favorite movie? Oh, Katie, hard. you're <laughs> killing me on the having to choose just one thing. Um, do you know what? When I want a good laugh, I love watching How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I love that movie. I own it. I can bring it to Paris. Yeah. We can okay, watch that, it. Okay, that sounds snuggle. great. We'll watch it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a good, like, romantic comedy. It's totally so cheesy, but it's just, like, so it's good. Just one of those movies. Feel-good yeah. movie. <laughs> um, favorite book? I know it's so hard. <sighs> I love The Giver. Oh, me it's too. One of my it's favorite childhood books. I can't believe the movie's coming out. Like this was that announcement and that trailer. Was I like know Meryl Streep among the happiest moments of my life. I know. I, I I remember reading it in school as like a fourth <laughs> grader. And yes, exactly. changed my life. <laughs> oh, it was like yeah, that book as a kid. I just I loved it, and Same. I read it many times. So see, that's like a. a childhood book haven't read it in a while me neither, but I want miracles to. I open every day but it's I wouldn't really classify it as a book but right it's it's always 
it's always next to me. It always travels with me. It's always there. Yeah. <laughs> um, both amazing ones. Love those. Uh, favorite <laughs> song? I'm going to have to go with The World Is Mine just I because so. of my whole little, yeah, connection amazing. with that song. I'm one of those people that, like, I – Every song for me is like I, I love it. I listen to it way too many times because I love it, and then I get sick of it. Like, yeah. I remember when um, that one Alicia Keys song came out. What is it? This um, girl no is one. On fire. Oh, and that one too. Yes, <laughs> and that one. Like, she has so many that they'll come out, and I'll just love it so much. And I'm like, this is my favorite song ever, like ever. And then I'll put it on repeat and I'll listen to it for like seven days. That's so funny. I and it'll say too. like, you've played this song 1,200 times. <laughs> um, and then I, I'm sick of it and then I won't listen <laughs> to it unless I hear it on the radio. But yeah, David Guetta, The World Is Mine. We'll stick with that one. Nice. It's this got a nice backstory. Fire. It's really good too, though. Yeah, it's a great song. And every once in a while, I'll, uh, I'll rap to uh, Empire State of Mind. Oh, that one is so good. I yeah, I, I like to rap once in a while. I can't get enough of that song either. <laughs> oh, this has been so fun. Okay, so last question. As you know, the name of my blog and the name of this podcast is The Wellness Wonderland. So when I offer that term to you, Natalie, to live in a wellness wonderland, what comes up? What does that mean to you? Authenticity and being who you know you're meant to be in the world. And I think everyone kind of knows that, whether you are tuned into that or whether, as I keep saying, you let the clouds get in the way. Um, and just recognizing your body as being a, a temple for your fiery spirit and recognizing that it, it matters what you put into your body. It matters um, the environment that you surround yourself with, the people that you surround yourself with, all of that is always affecting your energy. So to me, a, a wellness wonderland is just where you you feel totally on purpose and and you feel fired up for what's next and you're excited overall about about everything because you're tuned in and you know that you're where you need to be and getting the lessons that you need to be learning and and you just I think it's like a, a very deep knowing mm. when you when you yes. have that I feel like that is that's my wonderland anyway when I and I just know that you know we go back to the the patience thing too which I was talking about earlier I know that I can be patient now because I just have that that very deep knowing that I'm I'm doing what I need to be doing and it doesn't always happen in my in my time but it happens in perfect timing and mm. yeah that that's a wellness wonderland to me oh that's I so beautiful <laughs> I love it well thank you so much for everything you so authentically shared and Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And hang out with Natalie. We'll have all the links of where to find her and what she's doing and what's current for her in the show notes. So stick around. And thank you so much, Natalie. This has been super fun. Katie, thank you so much for having me. I just I adore you, and I, I honor your path and everything that you're, you're doing. It's amazing, and you are shining a very, very bright light in the world. And it, it just it really radiates. So 
thank you for everything that you're doing and for having me here today. And I, I look forward to our um, Paris cuddles and watching yeah, me too. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and rocking out to David Guetta. Oh my gosh, yeah, we'll have to bring your shower. Of and Miracles <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and all that. So Amazing. Let's make that happen. Yes. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Dalebow and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation and like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.